Welcome to episode 2 of Ojo's Dojo, where I'll be discussing IPOs and underpricing with Gundi. <laughs> Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Ojo's Dojo or subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts at Ojo's Dojo. Away, now to the episode. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Fundi, who's my thesis partner for uh, a final year thesis, Business Science Finance. Um, so we're here at his apartment. It's pretty nice, pretty nice apartment. It's a nice, like, sort of building, like a vibe, and then it's really, pretty cool. Got the donuts going, got the pictures of, like, creatives. I see, I see Sampa, Sampa, Sam, Sam. I don't know. I really like his music, though. That's my guy got a football player it's alessandro del piero if you know football he's one of the greatest italian football players of all time so yeah i was in turin which is where juventus plays in italy and the cab driver i was still young then and still like very like hyped about football and he was like okay cool i have a signed picture of Alessandro Del Piero, you can have it. But yeah, I'm not sure if it is signed because I'm not sure if you just give away signed stuff. Is that George Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, got some like motivational things on the walls, got a couple books. Real quick, right? Three facts about my friend Fundi. One, he's a huge fan of soccer. I am not. If you wanna, if you wanna like talk to him about football, I'm sure you can. He'll be ready to engage. Two, he's in his final year of business science with a specialization in finance at UCT. And three, he's my thesis partner. We're doing, uh, we're doing our thesis on underpricing on the JSC and its effect on aftermarket returns. Back to the clip, Fundi. How did you get to this point? Why are you studying finance of all the possible, of all the things you could be studying, all the things under the sun? Um, you decided to sell your soul and go into finance. So, uh, please tell us, tell us, like, yeah, why did you, why did you, why are you studying finance? So initially, initially, I started with finance with accounting at UCT and that was going well for a couple of years and then like I flopped badly like out of the four accounting courses I was doing in that semester I failed three of them um but that was also a sign telling me that's not where my heart was and always I did tell people when they asked me what are you studying and I told them finance and accounting I was like yeah I've kind of sold my soul to the devil and I know that um but good thing like that got too hard for me and you know that failure was actually one of the best things that could have happened to me because it's it gave me a reason not to carry on with that course and gave me a reason to go to my parents or my dad and be like yo the accounting thing is not for me and look i'm doing badly in it so i switched to straight finance and 
I think I've just always come from a business family. My old man is a entrepreneur. So that mentality was always within me. But as well I think the background in terms of where I went to school and those sort of environments, friends at the time, it always meant that I was going to go into something businessy and something economicy <laughs> if that's a word. So yeah, I ended up with finance um just yeah i can't tell you why finance specifically but perhaps it's cuz finance is a combination of it's a combination of numbers and qualitative thinking or like yeah you know like it's not all just formulas and a rigidness but there is a bit of like we have to consider behavior like we were saying now with underwriters and the companies that hire them there's that sort of conflict that happens in people can like take advantage of each other and that's part of finance you know there's a lot of behavior analysis of behavior of people so yeah that's why i think it's sort of appealed to me mm-hmm. oh wait is the okay so you're saying that the part that appealed to you was that analysis of people it's a combination of that and numbers uh. or not necessarily numbers but like okay this is actually what i think it is finance like a lot of things in life is a game and this is a game that incorporates money and it incorporates people and their behavior <laughs> why are you smiling <laughs> so i guess that's what's interesting about it you're learning about a game that's actually very important and that affects all of us in a major way and so you're learning how to maneuver this game and you get to make money out of it if you know what i mean like if you study to be a doctor you could study to be a doctor and not learn how to live nicely and well off and yeah. prosperous if you know what I mean and but this is like what I'm studying that's incorporated in it I wanted to record with Fundi because he's very thoughtful and I knew he'd give really good answers as long as I asked somewhat open-ended questions If you listen to the first episode of Ojo's Dojo you already know the reason why I'm studying finance is to gain the tools to become an entrepreneur I can't tell you my business idea yet, but it requires a lot of funding. So at some point, the business will have to sell shares on the public markets. So Fundi and I decided to do our thesis on underpricing. Here's Fundi explaining what underpricing is. Underpricing looks into the the sort of prevalent common issue where the opening, the closing price on the end of the first day is. higher than the opening price which means then that whoever's listing the stock on the stock exchange they're hoping to make money from selling this but then at the end of the day if it's if the price goes up in value that means they could have maybe then opened with a higher price and gotten more money many companies have gone public this year uber lift 
Pinterest, and jeans maker Levi's. Sometimes a lot of companies go public in a relatively short period of time. This is known as a hot IPO market. For illustrative purposes, or comparative purposes, the US is a hot IPO market right now, and the Johannesburg Stock Exchange is a cold IPO market. Sorry guys. Anyway, so Levi's IPO this year in March. The shares were offered to investors at $17. And by closing time on that first day of trading, they had gone up all the way to $22.22. This is a price increase of 32%. If you bought shares in the issue as an investor, you could have made a lot of money in one day with no work. So the Levi's company could have received that money by increasing the price of their shares and selling them at the $22 that they opened at. So they basically, if you think about it, gave this money away to investors. This is a prime example of underpricing in action. How fascinating. I don't know, what, why do you think Levi's would have done something like that? Like, what, like what's your sort of take on why they would do... Because that's just that's money they could have used to like invest. Maybe if the managers were like, or the executives were like greedy, they could have kept that money or whatever. Why would they do something like that? Um, I don't think they... Of course, nobody would want to do that because if you're underpricing, you're leaving money on the table, meaning that, like you said, we could have gotten more money from issuing the stock, like offering it to people. Um, but we, they don't know that, if you know what I mean. Like, And that's the thing, they normally hire they normally hire companies, investment banks to, they're called underwriters in this case, to make sure that whole process of offering a stock goes as smoothly as possible and they can make the most money as possible. So it's unfortunately, and this is, we're not looking at this in our, in our thesis, but there is an issue of there being conflicting interests between the underwriters the pe- the people um who are supposed to be making sure you make the most amount of money out of this and the company that's hiring the underwriters and why this is it might be you know, might be a little bit too complicated now but essentially the underwriters can make money themselves or future business themselves by offering the stock or whatever, offering it to investors at the lowest price possible and not getting as much as the company might want. So that's that's where there might be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> Yo. Yo. And also, so, so, also sort of building on that, right? Underwriters like to use uh, like IPOs to allocate shares to certain investors that they like who could potentially give them more business in the future. So so it's also like on top of the fact that they just um so it's on top of like what you sort of dis- just discussed, right? They also like allocate things to certain people who they so they're trying to sort of drum a future business. Yeah, underwriters um do have a, a lot of influence on the on the IPO price uh, process, right? And that's sort of what um and it's been discussed by all these like academics who who they've come up with a bunch of different sort of arguments for what causes underpricing and lots of them 
especially recently, uh, are bringing in the sort of potential influence of the underwriters and like, wh- like how, like why, uh, like yeah, like why do they have so much influence on this process? Like, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Oh wait, so like, what's like a really interesting thing to you from the thesis? Like something that's I don't know, maybe something inex- unexpected you found or something that like really just like speaks to you or you feel you could use as an investment opportunity. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that underpricing happens so often. It means that m- most of the time you can actually buy the stock when it starts off and sell it at the end of the day and make money. So that's kind of, I think, been the most interesting thing like i can actually make money off of my thesis topic (laughs) this is not investment advice please do not make any financial decisions based on anything that was discussed in this podcast we will not take responsibility for any money lost that's a really sad way to end the podcast so thanks for listening to episode two of ojo's dojo ipos and underpricing Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to Ojo's Dojo. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ojo's Dojo. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with friends and family and anyone who you think is interested in finance and business and even maybe South African podcasts. So Fundi said I should tell the story of Behind the Podcast. Like how to go from having a bad podcast to having a good podcast. Like, I wanted to, yeah, I don't know. It's very niche, but I wanted to sort of show the, like, progression of um, going from being a bad podcast to being a good podcast. And, but that can't be the main story because that's it's sort of a tiring story. You can't just talk about, oh, I did this edit and, you know, I lost this file or whatever, you know. Um, so the main sort of narrative is going to be stuff around business and culture and finance Um, and then as a side thing it's going to be sort of the creative journey from um, going from being not so good at stringing together this sort of narrative of uh, business finance stuff and sort of building and like my uh, individual career sort of learning how to build that narrative and also you know edit and market a podcast and sort of get listeners and make something that people you know listen to so yeah so Funi had some had a pretty good suggestion on like sort of how to actually get that sort of narrative across I think I told you to at the beginning episode just record yourself in the process of coming up with the podcast for that day so just the challenges your thoughts stuff like that and then at the end of the podcast to have a very short like progress report and be like okay this is what i thought happened this is what could have been better or could even be like yeah now i'm gonna go to Rocco Mamas after this to yeah. celebrate, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's, that's, that's So here goes here goes that. Right? So literally one day I woke up like I got super inspired, you know, 
that's what happens when you live on caffeine um i got super inspired and i was like okay i've been talking about releasing a podcast for two years literally two years um and i was like today's the day today's the day i'm gonna do it and so i bought a microphone no i'm joking i had the microphone because i'd been saying i was gonna start the podcast so i had a microphone um i'd sort of messed around recording things before i'd played around with a bit of editing but not nothing serious um so i was like okay cool what do i want to talk about i didn't know so i literally just started recording myself talking kind of like this just some you know just some nonsense <laughs> literally just some nonsense that i was just that was of stuff that was just bouncing around in my head recorded it very very minimal editing literally just put a song like an intro song in there uh and then i used this platform called anchor and i uploaded it to a bunch of different uh platforms through anchor so what anchor does is it'll find like the major podcasting platforms so it uploads like the three major ones it uploads to are google podcasts apple podcasts and spotify right so yeah it basically takes care of that for you so i did that made like a little you know cover you know yeah did all that stuff and uploaded it yeah yeah so i that's the first one and then based off like the internal energy i had because i wasn't really getting any love like i think i got like 17 plays on soundcloud actually today i have 17 plays so at the time it was very few um but then i went and interviewed some friends of mine and that one with the friends that i interviewed got like 90 plays so that's you know that's pretty that's pretty good growth that's pretty happy with that um so definitely a good way to get listeners is to get your friends involved and not be the only one um making the make it wow making the thing um what else what else so oh yeah also i'm not as nervous as i sound it's just really cold um i'm in joburg where it's cold i don't know why i'm not prepared at all for this like not even a little bit but yeah (laughs) um yeah also standing alone in a room recording yourself is kind of weird but i guess you get used to it and also hearing your own voice oh my goodness like the first yeah that sucks but yeah you get you get over it what else what else is important to someone who might potentially want to start a podcast okay also it's just it's a lot of fun just getting it out there it's like you know when you put it you upload a picture to instagram it's like that except it's audio and there's like less scrutiny in a way and it's more like it's more like in-depth in a way like the feedback you get is nice and sometimes people even say oh uh i liked what you said about this thing or that's an interesting notion i disagree with that we should talk about it or whatever and then you can have those really cool conversations too so definitely get out there make a podcast don't call it ojo's dojo because i will sue you (laughs) 
that's a joke but oh, but seriously don't call it ojo's dojo that's just like there's very few people in this world whose name is ojo so you can but like i don't know why you would do that um uh yeah it's fun yeah make a podcast listen to podcasts there's a bunch there's masters of scale which is my personal favorite there's business wars there's um yeah there's a bunch there's so many of them i can't remember i listen to so many i can't remember there's uh uh masters in business with barry ritholtz there's uh wow there's a bunch there's so i listen to so many podcasts but they're all like around business because that's the thing i'm into that's the thing i'm really into like there's this one called i think 99 hidden that one's not about business but it's also very interesting uh oh how could i forget pivot with kara swisher and scott galloway that's by far currently by far that's my favorite and then maybe a close second wow i'm just contradicting myself here but like a close second is masters of scale but masters of scale was really what got me into listening to podcasts so yeah i don't know enjoy yourself get out there make a podcast listen to podcasts you know just speak in a microphone and put it out there see what people have to say they might like it and if they don't they probably won't tell you because people are really nice thanks for listening to episode two of ojo's dojo ipos and underpricing please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to ojo's dojo you can also follow me on twitter at ojo's dojo and if you enjoyed the podcast please share it with friends and family and anyone who you think is interested in finance and business and even maybe south african podcasts